Thank you for joining us for Under the Water Tower, a ministry of Fellowship Baptist. Located under the city water tower on Mormon Mill Road in beautiful Marble Falls, Texas. We don't just love the Bible, we love talking about the Bible and talking about how the Bible informs our life in this world. Recording here in the sanctuary today are Joni Wallach, Misty Graham, Daryl Fishbeck, and I'm Jamie. Uh, we're glad that you're here with us. Um, if you hear background jackhammers, that's not the root canal that you listen uh, closely. I'm getting. Uh, that is, uh, they're working on our building. They're tearing out some, is it cement or concrete? What's the I right look, word? Uh, oh, I would call it, what would I call it? Concrete, I guess? Concrete. I think cement is the technical bonding element inside. We call it exciting. I was, um, I, I, I'm hesitant to act like I know because uh, while at the beach last week, Easton and I were sitting in the hot tub, and well, um, now you're just now you're just piling on. No, 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 no. Um, we were at the beach and in the hot tub. The comment about the, the, the chlorine smell or whatever being strong came up, and or something about the smell in the water, and I said, "Well, that's the chlorine," and he corrected me and said, "No." Chlorine, <coughs> the element. What is the element? The actual scientific element. Is it chlorine? No, chloride or whatever. <coughs> he yeah. corrected me and said it has no smell, and that's <laughs> that. You get that smell when there <coughs> are um, impurities in the water, and so hey, I learned my lesson. Well, we not don't want to talk about that. Boy, on the science <laughs> and technology. So all of that to say, I don't know what semen is. <laughs> Daryl is questioning everything now. I am. While Jamie's choking, are you okay? <coughs> Your face is awful red. <laughs> That's red's my normal color. I'm fine. My, the snacks we're having, I had a bagel, and I think one went some of it went down mm-hmm. the wrong way. Um, the the ladies enjoyed uh, blueberry muffins. muffins. How were those? Those were delicious. Those were delicious. I, I took my top off and ate the bottom first, so I could save the top for last because it's oh. the best. I'm, see. <laughs> I'm I like prefer it. you to eat clothes. Please don't take your top off before you eat your muffin. Okay, let's. let's we're a Baptist church. We're not. We're not that I took, church. I took the muffin top off. The muffin. That's still not working it's for not me. Better. Never mind. Never mind. Muffins are good. I have a feeling I'm going to be doing some editing this week. <laughs> Go read your tea bag. Oh my God. That's uh, a blast from the past. Let's start over. No, no, this is all good stuff. So here we are. Uh, you may hear jackhammers. What the, I think it's back to the earlier. Cement, com- concrete. I think it's concrete. Um, and as the, the sound, of, the smell of chlorine, I I don't know. H, H2O is <laughs> well, about as far as I right, go with chemical. So. I, I took chemistry in college for 15 minutes. Yeah, I did horrible in chemistry. I walked into the class, and the teacher was talking. There's about 300 people there. Um, and it was a room full the first day of class and she was drawing stuff and she was talking and I understood every word she was saying except I didn't understand what she meant by these words <laughs> so after 15 minutes I got up and left and went straight to the registrar's office <laughs> and dropped that class and took astronomy instead which uh, was well, much more enjoyable. my chemistry physics experience was goes back to high school and I had a, a teacher that he was a good teacher he was smart but um, he had just gotten into ham radio operating and one whole semester of 
chemistry became, there was only six of us in the class, getting our ham operator's license, learning Morse <laughs> code, and then the which final is, exam. Which is cool. Very useful. Very but not cool. chemistry. No. So, so I know nothing about chemistry, but I, to this day, because they're a lifetime membership, I have my ham operator's license. That's wow. good to know. Good to know. Fact. Fun fact. Fun I do fact. not know Morse code, but. Isn't like. Yes. I think you Isn't did. That OSO. OSO. <laughs> Well, that's not come get me. That's leave me here. (laughs) I'm thinking it's concrete when it's coming out of the truck, but it's cement when it when it is settled, like when it's like like hardened. Somebody Google it and email us. Yes. No, no, don't. (laughs) (laughs) We need to know these things. We don't need that kind of feedback. Um, Before we go any further with our text today, I'd like to make a disclaimer. As I was working through my notes this morning in the wee hours. Um, if you have small children, you may want to keep them out of the room while you're listening. If you're running around the, with a car and maybe you have a seven-year-old in the back seat who likes to ask questions or listens to things, not that we're going to be off color today, but our subject matter kind of takes us down. Um, uh, let's just say that today's podcast is probably PG-13, uh, and you want to be careful of that. Material, not because of us, but because the Bible sometimes covers mature topics. So I just want to give you that disclaimer right now uh, before we went any further. Uh, that means uh, my friend Sheila, if you're listening, you might just want to turn this off. Uh, <laughs> Sheila's my friend who I loaned her a book one time, and when I got the book back, every dirty word in it had been drawn through. She had <laughs> blotted every dirty word out of it because she's like, well, I did you a favor. I did it for you. <laughs> so anyway, that's a different story altogether. Who wants to read our text? Uh, Colossians 3, verses 1 through 10. I'll do it for us. Oh, thank you. Since you weren't here Welcome last back. week, it's the least yeah. you can do. That's right. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie with, to one an, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Yeah, do not lie to one another is different than do not lie with one another. <laughs> yes, it is. I had to fix that. After. Sorry. I'm glad I, you corrected that because whoo. we would get angry emails over that one. And my top is on, so we're all good. <laughs> we're good. Maybe that's the origin of the keep your shirt on. Maybe. Right? I've often wondered about that phrase. How is keep your shirt on the same thing as be patient? That's really funny. I have no idea. Keep your shirt on. I, Again, topic number two for somebody to Google. Yeah. I'm in a hurry. I'll take my shirt off. That's, I mean, <laughs> that, that makes no sense at all to me whatsoever. Anyway, ah, 
why? So you probably got a fl flavor there as we read it, uh, why I gave the disclaimer. The Apostle Paul uh, goes through quite a lot of um, <laughs> naughty things uh, that we're not supposed to be involved in with our verses. And what we've decided to do, or actually we being me, uh, is to move through the first 10 verses only. Those of you reading along really probably want to, don't need to keep going, right? Verse I, 11. I wanted to keep going. Yeah, that, that verse 11 is such a beautiful passage, and then you get all the good stuff comes uh, later uh, after that. But what, what we want to do is we want to break it up, and just to, this week we're going to cover the naughty stuff, and then next time we'll cover all the good stuff because I want to give it a full rendering. Um, so we know what we're talking about. Uh, verses 5 and 8 are vice lists. Uh, you see, that's always something like Miami Vice, Crockett and Tubbs. <laughs> uh, but these are vice lists uh, of things you're not supposed to do. Uh, which list do you like best? I'm just wondering why he separated those out. It makes sense uh, to put them together, wouldn't it? I would have just said, don't do all of these things. Is that the school teacher in you? Probably. Does this, what list, what's the vice list for first grade? Um, do not lick the walls. <laughs> that's, eat crayons. That's, that's where, like, if you can just not put your shoe in your mouth and lick the walls, we're all good. I, I put that under filthy language. <laughs> that's where I would categorize right. that one. Filthy language. Uh, oh, my soul. Um, so he's going to work on these vice lists. Um, there's two of them. Why, that is a good question. Why they're not together? What he does is he separates them out with some pretty good language. What does he say between? So verse 5 and verse 8 are the vice lists. What does he say in between? That's a good thought process. He, he's saying, like, these are the things in verse 5, like, that you're doing now. But in verse 8, it's like, oh, and these are the things you used to do. Oh, I think that we're... No. Mm -mm. I, think, I think they're both kind of things that we're prone to. I mean... I, I'm, I'm prone to covetousness just as much as I'm prone to obscene talk. Well, and you know, one seems to be more uh, internal, more, I mean, they're both coming from internal, but like physical or emotional or things of the heart mm -hmm. that maybe can't, aren't always so public, whereas the other one's more external, things we say, things that, that kind of come out. I, I guess one is more hidden and one is more obvious to in my mind just kind of the way I'm glancing at them. I think personal I think this first set is more personal because like Daryl said it comes from a, <clears throat> a place of um, of the heart and it's and, and what does the scripture say about the heart it is deceitful above all else above all else and these are the things that because it says every kind of sexual activity outside of marriage is is what he's is considered to be Oh, I think, Misty, the whole list on verse 5, I think the whole list is about sexual activity. Mm -hmm. yeah. that's, that's the way I, mean. I read it anyway. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm talking about, the whole I, I, list. We often don't think about evil desire and covetousness and idolatry that way, but I think the way he has it here, in fact, to me, verse 5 is set apart differently because it's all about sexual sin, mm -hmm. um, which Paul kind of has three basic categories, like sexual sin, uh, your, your, your hot temper, and then the things that you say. He always falls back on mm -hmm. one of those three 
categories for your badness. Mm -hmm. you know, get back with your bad self. Well, it's going to be one of these three things right. when he says that. Um, and I just went 1970s. And I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> first grade. <laughs> I, was, I was 70s when I was in first grade. You're probably um, licking the walls. <laughs> I was not the kid that licked the walls. He ate the glue. I did eat the glue. The glue. Yeah. <laughs> it's still affecting me. <laughs> I love the way it smelled. I know. That smelled. And then Elmer's you'd let it draw on your hand. He sniffed the marks. No, like, did you have like this, the, the paste, like the stick no. thing that was in the glue? No. Or we, you like the squeeze glue? We error. were squeeze glue. Elmer's and had to have the cow. Is it a cow on it? It's yes. a cow on it, yeah. Or is it a bull? I can't remember yeah. now. But uh, does Google it have that. horns? To Google it. We're just it's not just bulls that have horns, Jamie. I it know, could have been either. I'm, I know, but I'm just thinking. Anyway. was Elsie the cow, wasn't it? Or is that a milk? That's, that was the glue, Elsie, I think. Elsie the cow is Borden. See where you could get those confused? If your milk carton has a cow on it and your glue say. bottle and has glue. a cow. And they're, they're both white. white. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. And they both taste delicious. <laughs> okay, where were we? My. I do not know. Oh, I think we were talking about vices. So you get all of these, these verse 5, I think, is completely about sexual sin. And as they break it down, I think it's a loose um, association with what happened with the golden calf incident. Um, especially with the connection to adultery. We'll come back to that again later. But he puts two verses in between the list. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's kind of interesting to me. The wrath of God is coming. On account of these things. Uh, yeah. So your sexual sin <laughs> is bringing the wrath of God. Makes now, him angry. Um, <laughs> mm, is that eschatological or is that practical? I'm just mm. throwing that out there. Which one is it? Eschatological or practical? Oh. Mm -hmm. Both, maybe. Yep. I can see where it's both. Yeah. Um, now, then the second list, as, as we point out, is much more about, I think, if I were teaching children, I would just focus on verse 8. I mean, that, that, that's a good, don't be mad, right. don't be bad, yeah. don't say bad things. Oh, that, that's really good for children. So, but I think that we miss that if we only make it childhood. Well, and these virtues. things are people can see if you're angry. They can see, you know, if you're, they can hear you using bad language and those things. The other list, the, the impurity list, sexual list here, it, those are things that we keep hidden. People don't see those things. You know, mm. they're more of an internal. Well, the things we do in private. Yes. Yep. Or the others, you know, the others um, are nothing there. Nothing happens after midnight. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm always asleep by 9.30. I'm a just good boy. Just to be safe. Yeah. Just to be safe. I have two and a half hours go time. Buffer right. zone. Uh, so there's a other vice list in the New Testament. So Galatians 5 has a good one. Uh, that, that one is like this passage here. You have bad stuff listed and then followed by the good stuff. We always think of the good stuff in Galatians 5, which is right. what? What's the good the stuff? The fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. So we go to the fruit of the Spirit. But before he gets to the fruit of the Spirit, there is all that yucky yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. Does anyone have that handy to read the Galatians vices? Um, I wrote works of the flesh. It is works of the flesh. So Paul calls it in Galatians the works of the flesh as compared to 
right? The fruit of the Spirit. Right. So one is a work and what is a fruit. Um, that's curious. Then there is the Romans passage. I'm also interested, though, in 1 Corinthians. You guys want to go on a field trip to 1 Corinthians? Field trip. I'm just in a first grade kind of mode today. It's because I'm missing kids camp. This oh, no. is the week I'm usually at kids camp. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, beginning around verse 9, you're going to get a wonderful little list. Uh, he says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. Apparently, if you're a woman, you're free to go, but <laughs> men who practice homosexuality. That's a joke. No, send all your angry emails to Daryl. Google, Google it. Google it. <laughs> do not Google it. No, don't do Google not Google it. My email address is jamie at marblefallsfellowship.org. Can you edit that out? Like <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should start all over. No, no, we're good. This is all good. So, um, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, the reason why it says men who practice homosexuality is because the word is sodomite, mm-hmm. a word we don't use much anymore, but that's very specific. This is why you don't want the seven-year-olds in the back seat while you're listening to the podcast today. And such were some of you. And to me, that's, that is the best connection to what Paul's doing in Colossians. Because he says there, this is the way you used to live. It's almost the same language in Colossians. You used to be all of these things. But then he goes on to language that is very much like the baptismal language that we see in Colossians 3 and 2 and 1, where he says, but you were washed... You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. It's a wonderful image of the past life, these, these vices that we used to engage in. Um, James includes some vice lists too. Uh, did you guys find any others in your own work? You don't know. These vice lists were common to preach against because it makes good. This makes good preaching. I mean, you want you want a good sermon. You just list. You you want red meat to Baptists. You take those vices and you line up a good five or six minutes on each one of them, and they'll say, "Preacher, that's the best sermon you ever preached." Um, that's just amazing. It preaches well and eventually became in church life the seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. Boil, you reduce them down. Uh, now, we're, we're not um, caught up in the seven deadly And I can't even think about it without thinking about poor Brad Pitt. Uh, what's in the box? Uh, <laughs> right? Can, can, you, can you name the seven deadly sins? Just a fun practice, Daryl? You took a well, deep I breath. I should because there actually were nine at one time. That's that's a new one on me. And they correlate they correlate with the nine enneagrams. Oh, and I'll just, oh, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this. I just fell into that trap. I've been waiting for this. As soon as I saw vices, because part of the enneagram is built on the premise that every person, we're we're all nine types to a certain degree, but 
each type is kind of tied up in our ego a little bit more to each one. And then there each each redeemed type has a virtue that it's rooted in. And so it's, it's an interesting uh, concept. And the point I want to make about the vices, and I think this, this appro- uh, is appropriate to what Paul's saying here, the beauty of studying the Enneagram in a, in a spiritual context, in the, in the depth of the way we've been trying to do it. There's a lot of people just, it's very personality. It's just, oh, I'm a this or that. It's, it's kind of shallow. Do you know what me. we are? Have you liked uh, no, I have I have thought, and you technically you're not supposed to do that because right. it's supposed to be about self. Then why does everybody yeah. I know who takes the Enneagram class looks at me and goes, "Well, you're you're one of those." Yeah. What do they What do they say? Because I haven't figured you out yet. So. <laughs> I haven't figured me out. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I have. Well, and that is part of the, the problem because most people mistype because they want to be the positive traits they see in one, and I did that mm-hmm. the first time. I was like, I can't be this because the vice is deceit or lying uh, and going back to your, your comment you've got lust you've got uh, anger you've got oh hold on. Um, i'm writing them down lust anger there's two of the envy envy deceit or lying is that one i think Am that's I saying one. it right um pride gluttony that's the first one i always think of snacks um, i think is it murder no no, that's no, okay. Right. You're fine with that. <laughs> Let um, that one slide. Right? But the whole the whole point uh, I'm getting we on gotta is get the, what's the, what's the, what's the, that's only six or seven. Oh. Sloth. Yeah, gonna have sloth is one. Sloth. There sloth. we go. Uh. Said the most non-sloth of us all. <laughs> Kelly. Kelly will get that one because that's connected to. Whoa! No, 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 no! That sounded bad. We're, we're sorry, Kelly. My vice. Shots. Fire! No. She's <laughs> laughing because she knows what I mean. Yes. Sloth is the vice of the nine. Deceit is the vice of the three. Um, oh, um, I almost had one of the other ones. It's um, avarice. Um, sting, stinginess. It's, I think it's, it's avarice. Oh. I, I agree. So now we have eight. We've added, we've, we have created, the Roman Catholic Church would not be happy with us. We've <laughs> added one. Didn't I go with greed? <laughs> No, avarice is a little different. Yeah. I think. Anyway, my, my point is that the thing that I fell in love with about the Enneagram is these are the, the, the seven or nine ways we try and redeem ourselves. These are the ways we get lost in saving ourselves by trying to meet our own needs. When you surrender to God's life in you, leaving the past life of these vices, and you allow his spirit to flow through you, the fruit of that then is a redeemed person who embodies a, a fruit or a virtue. Right. Uh, uh, and I feel like that's a lot of what Paul's saying here. You can look at this as prohibitive, or I do this, don't do this, as rules like the Ten Commandments, or you can look at it as when you are trusting, when you're a follower of Christ and you're really trusting him, here's the type, this is, this is your old way. This right. is you and your ego trying to make life work on your terms. Leave that in the okay. past. Let Christ live through you. And let it produce this. And this if life. you can't even be honest with yourself to take one of these tests, the Enneagram tests, you know, that you have to take to find out what number you are, and if you can't even be completely honest with yourself about a test, then how can how can you be honest with the Lord? You know, our self examination when we're supposed to bring everything to Him, and of course He knows it all. But that's our intimate relationship with him is he wants us to come to him with everything. Don't 
don't we lie to God more than anybody else? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, Absolutely. I, I know that sounds strange because he's the one person yep. you really can't lie yes. to. But I believe we lie to the Lord mm -hmm. all the time. And we have that one thing. We've got that one thing. Okay, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll give you all of this, but I'm I'm going to keep this for You only myself. have one, Misty? I have Well, <laughs> I have a lot. Well, and, uh, but, what is you know. that rooted in? It's rooted in a fear that God can't meet that need. Yes. Right? That it's I have us. to meet it for yep. myself. And that's bondage. You know, we get it, and, and that's that bondage that sin just um, envelops us in and keeps us in is that sin. So now play with that for a minute. I agree with you. Our sin holds us in bondage. We're slaves. That, yes. that, that imagery is mm -hmm. clear throughout Scripture mm -hmm. that we're a slave to sin and Christ redeems us. He sets us free. Later in the book of Colossians, he will use a word I translate as liberate. He's mm -hmm. going to liberate us from that Freedom. bondage. Yeah. Um, so if that liberation is freedom, does that give any context to uh, the the wrath of God is coming because if you if you think about it maybe the wrath of God is not active maybe it's passive so when you choose to self uh, imprison with your sin that can only bring wrath mm -hmm. and that can only bring judgment That's right. um, some of the most miserable people I have ever met in my life are those who are caught up in any number of these sexual sins yes. we talked about. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, and they will sit there and they, I'm preaching now, and so <laughs> I apologize. Preach it. Preach it. I haven't had a live audience in a long time because we're completely online, and my iPhone never amens anything I say. Um, I need to have Siri. Amen. Uh, <laughs> it's a word Siri doesn't know. Um, but the most miserable people I've talked to are those who are caught up in these types of sins. But they will, they will lie to you and themselves and everyone and tell you that they're finally happy. Mm -hmm. They'll try and con convince you, no, I'm happy. Yep. I've, I've never been happier since I left my wife and found that younger girl. Yep. I've never been happier mm -hmm. since I uh, you know, decided that I was a, 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 a homosexual. I've never been happier since I decided that... Um, I'm uh, this or that or the other, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. Right. Um, they're all miserable. Miserable. And mm -hmm. if you could go one step further into the, to the horrible decadence of pornography in our culture, people who are encapsulated by that, they walk around with so much guilt and shame, shame. and fear yep. um, that uh, they can't ever be happy. That's so right. th there's the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. It's coming upon them in their life. Right. Nothing that I have to do. Right. Uh, it's all, in, mm -hmm. I think, yeah. internal. Well, and if you internal. take that concept uh, that the, the people caught up in this are miserable and in bondage, I think then you see Paul's message as one of liberation. He's not condemning them with these words. He's not saying, don't be bad and evil, you horrible person. He's saying... Remember who you are. Yes. Live out of the life that's mm -hmm. in you. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't go back to these things that bind you up and make you miserable Hold you and into, keep you in exactly. that bondage because it's that's not, what it is. It's yeah. not shame on you. It right. is there's a better way of living. Right. Yeah. And yes. I think probably the first person to say, you're if you don't you're free. If you want to go back right. and live that way, you go right ahead. Right ahead. But you're gonna be miserable yep. if you do. That's now right. I don't want to downplay it. I do believe wrath of God is also active. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to think that I'm downplaying the righteousness and the holiness 
and the justice of God. However, before you get to that place, I think we do a lot of our own self-condemnation. And, and well, that's what I'm about to say. I think we, we project a lot of our own human wrath on people and attribute it to God's wrath. And I think his wrath is a little bit bigger and more uncom incomprehensible. Incomprehensible? Can't understand it. Cement. <laughs> Cement. There's a, for fun fact, those of you out there, let's see, verse 6. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. Uh, some manuscripts include um, an addition. Uh, if you have a good study Bible, I'll have a note at the bottom. Uh, upon the sons or the children of disobedience. Do any of your Bibles have that in, in line with the text? Which, which one? Verse 6. the sons of unbelief was so, added later in some manuscripts. Yeah, so uh, verse 6. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. Uh, and then it's added on upon the sons or children of disobedience. Um, which I think is different. I, I, I think the wrath of God is coming, period, is a much stronger statement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's coming. coming. It's not targeted upon specific individuals. That was probably added later. Uh, that The ESV has made a good decision to put it in a footnote, but it should not be in the main text. Yeah. And then you get to verse 8, which is a whole new list. Now, one of the questions I have is why in church life do we focus so much upon the sexual part of it? Um, I have heard a lot of sermons on verse 5, not, not specifically verse 5, but those, like I said earlier, because it preaches so well, and people love that stuff. Uh, but I don't think I have ever in my life heard a sermon about the evils of um, slander or malice. I have an opinion. <laughs> Daryl has an opinion <laughs> as to why that might be, but I, Go I've for talked it. a lot. Joni, what, what is your opinion? I'm almost thinking that the sexual immorality, people are quick to say, oop, that's not me, so check it off. Like, that's not me, so let's not talk about those other ones because, like, let's talk about the one I'm not doing mm -hmm. so that, um, you know, so that it's, like, all feels You can good. otherfy it. You can otherfy it. Preach it, preacher. <laughs> Preach that sin those other people are doing yeah. and not us. Mm -hmm. But, right. okay, here, here's the fly in that ointment. I agree with you to some extent. The fly in that ointment is most human beings have issues with one or all of these five in, in verse five. I think, though, I like mean, Misty said, they're on, they, it's not an outward thing. Like, um, lying is something that you can see proof of. Some of the other things or things that are happening on the inside that you're not seeing you're not seeing the the proof of maybe mm. <laughs> i don't know well and dare i go talk about shots fired here um how many times in church life has a prayer concern or a prayer request mm -hmm. basically just been a cover for I really want to know what's going on in this person's life, and let's talk about them. But we're going to pray it's for It's gossip. That. It's gossip. Right. Mm -hmm. That's uh, a wonderful observation that you have made, <laughs> uh, which is one reason why whenever I'm in a group and we take prayer requests, I will do my best to keep it just, what's the request, and let's pray for it and move on. Because mm -hmm. you will get. And does this person know you're <laughs> telling right. us about this concern? <laughs> have you talked to them? <laughs> exactly. You're not wrong there. 
Uh, one time I did preach a sermon. This was years ago when I was younger and bolder. I was far bolder <laughs> when I was younger than I am now. I was too. That was when I, 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 I was also. What did you do? I, I thought that, <laughs> that um, I knew that chlorine smelled and things like that. And now I don't. So I'm just like, I don't know anything. The older I get, the less I know. <laughs> but I was bolder for certain. I was preaching one of those, you know, verse five kinds of sermons and and I knew all the people in our church, right? I knew what they were going. I knew who was sleeping with who, and I knew who had cheated on who, and I knew who was living together and not married. And because I because you get all the prayer requests. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that why? And I knew who was struggling with pornography. I knew all of this stuff in the church, and I saw I preached this sermon, and it was a good sermon. It was powerful and it was convicting, and 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 then I thought when we gave the altar call. It would just be everybody was down front, broken over their sin. The preacher has called us out. I am so not nothing. And I was talking to one of my our deacons about that later. I said, I was really surprised. He said, Do you think anyone's going to come up in front of all these people who they live with in community after a sermon like that? He said, they may come up next week and talk about what they heard this week when you preach about, you know, <laughs> loving your mom <laughs> or something like that. Uh, I think that there's, that you're right, that's part of it. So there's a weird dichotomy. Everyone has issues with verse 5, mm -hmm. but we all pretend like we don't. We don't. Yep. And there is, and therein lies the rub. Uh, so there's some discussion about the uh, the metaphors he uses here by the time he gets to verse five he says put to death which is a metaphor for killing murdering these things inside of you uh, when he gets to verse uh, eight you put them away but altogether the metaphor that I see running through here is that idea of putting on clothing. It comes to mm -hmm. its uh, greatest fruition. Uh, put them all, uh, let's see. Uh, what verse is it? I'm, I've lost my Maybe nine, seeing nine. that you have put off the old self. Yeah, put off, the, and put off the, so the image that carries the whole text is of putting off dirty clothes that are nasty, to use my one, one of my wife's favorite <laughs> words. That's nasty. The, the nasty clothes that are dirty, and you're going to put on clean clothes that are right. Um, does that metaphor work today? Do we think about our, our sins, whether they're verse 5 sins or verse 8 sins, as dirty clothes, and does that work? Maybe for a teenage boy that, like, <laughs> wears their clothes until they're nasty, but for the most of us, like, I, I don't, like, it seems like we're always putting on new clothes every day. And so, and I, I mean, we should be. So I, I'm putting on new clothes every day. Let me just clarify. Bathing is a different um, story, but Clean new clothes. clothes, new clothes. Clean clothes. Do you mean clean clothes? I mean clean clothes. Different clothes. But different yes. clothes. Different clothes. Not new. But you're yeah, right. Probably well, in, in Paul's 2,000 years ago, you might wear the same clothes for a long time. Right. Yeah. And I think we're so led by emotion that, you know, one second we can be very stern and very, you know, uh, determined. Okay, Lord, you know, we've got this. You're going to help me. And and in the next second, I mean, and it just, it, you're in that pivotal moment that you have a choice. And then we let our emotions take over. And then it's just, it's just a constant cycle that keeps going and going and going. And 
we have good intentions, I think, to get up in the morning and put on, you know, these new clothing because we are new in Christ. But then, you know, we let the enemy slip in. And it's up to us to, to take action and to take whatever's necessary um, to avoid falling into those traps. And sometimes that's severe. If it's pornography on the, you know, Internet, you get rid of your computer. And I know it's easier said than done. And I'm, I'm you know, speaking just, I think it's just when you get to the end of yourself and you know you can't do it on your own, then that's when you have to take drastic measures to do whatever it takes. Well, Missy, I think that you're really, you're not just a little right, you're a lot of right. And, and I'm speaking for myself. It's hard. I mean, it's, it's tough to make good choices all the time. That's what the Lord's talking about, I think, in, in the Sermon on the Mount when he says, you know, if your right hand offends you, cut mm -hmm. it off. Yeah. If your yeah. eye offends you, plug. He doesn't want, he, please don't go cut your <laughs> hand off and plug your <laughs> eye out. Because if we did that, we'd all be blind and um, handless. Handless. Because right. <laughs> after the second time, you got no more to cut off. But he's talking about. How do you about, cut off your second hand if you don't have a first hand? That's what I want to know. Okay, keep That's going. That's what Sorry. friends are for. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. And all of but our. But you know, we joke big, about it. No, no, no. Person. We joke about that kind of stuff, but I think there are people who take things like that so literally they miss the point. But the point is. Throw your computer in the lake. Do whatever that's it that's needs. the point. It's better to be without internet and to be uh, completely disconnected. You, you might be a happier person right. if you were never on well, the internet. Well, and you're mm -hmm. it's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin to fall into huh. that temptation. And all of us are tempted in different ways because the enemy knows what tempts each and every one of us. And verse five, our temptation is toward the flesh, the mm -hmm. pornography. You're talking mm -hmm. about verse eight strikes me as more. Amazon's got a sale tomorrow, right? Yeah. And neither one is better than the other right. or worse than the other. They're all pretty, yes. pretty nasty. nasty. Well, and you, you talked about the clothing issue. Um, I didn't. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think um, sometimes the external things we wear, whether it's actual literal brands of clothes or the styles we choose, the cars we drive, the houses we live in, so much of, especially the American way, is about projecting an image of what we want people to think about us. And I think that bleeds into the church as well, um, knowing the right words, knowing the right things. Um, and I hope I'm going to make sense with all this, but you always I make think, sense. I think what Paul is trying to, to, to say is stop putting on all these external things to try and be somebody, remember who you are, mm -hmm. and that old life, that old way, but that's not you anymore. That person died with Christ, and you've been re resurrected. You're a new person. Mm -hmm. Put on these new things. Um, or this becomes a perf another way, okay, I need to jump through this hoop to look like a Christian, and then I think it's when we're trying to live out of our own power mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that the temptations gain their power as opposed to no this is not me i don't i don't i don't need this i'm not trying to impress god i am right. one with god right i think that was um one that's one of the notes i wrote down too is that if you're not careful it looks like these are a list of things that you list of hoops you have to jump through right um when I don't think that's what it is. No. It's just saying this is who you are. This is your yeah. identity. Like, And because we have died with Christ, it says we can get rid of these things. Mm -hmm. You know, So we have that. It's not completely aspirational. Yeah. It's, it's a reality Absolutely. you can actually get to. Yeah. 
Um, so let's talk about some of these nasty things. I made a, I made a full list. Um, <laughs> should we <a> verse, be worried? <laughs> you probably should. So <laughs> verse 5, the first word he uses, um, the ESV, what's the uh, sexual immorality? Porneia is the word that he uses, uh, which is the root for pornography. pornography. And I was wondering if that was when they were talking. Never mind. That's a different word. What were you wondering? Nope. Uh, please don't say uh, pornography. I was wondering. No, I was thinking ahead to impurity. Okay. We're so good. we're just on the form. So <laughs> we're just on pornography. We're just on um, those P words. This is a broad term. Uh-oh, Daryl's Googling. No, no, no. I'm, I, there was a <laughs> quote Google somewhere. It. I'm going through my notes to see if He's I can He's Googling semen. He's way back <laughs> there. <laughs> um, so, pornography, porneia has a broad, it's a broad category, kind of like the kitchen sink, any kind of uh, intimate immorality that you can think of goes here. But what's interesting mm-hmm. is it kind of carries with it the sense of habit. Mm-hmm. That it's a habit, which crutch. again gets into my mind with the crutch, the habit, the addiction, the, the phenomena we mm-hmm. see in our age of sexual addiction, whether it's to pornography or to promiscuity. Mm-hmm. And people will say, well, it's, I just can't help it. I'm addicted to it, which I believe to be true. Uh, I don't believe these people are lying when they say they're addicted. Um, but you need to not be. <laughs> and then that <laughs> turns into addiction. your God. That mm-hmm. turns into your God in idolatry. Um, and uh, so you get the, 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 the same release from that as an alcoholic mm-hmm. does or a cigarette smoker does mm-hmm. or a drug addict. It's the same kind of thing. But that's what you used to be. So that's what he's talking about there. And then you get the second one, which is what? Impurity. That's a fun word, akatharsia, which uh, means uncleanness. If you think about, mm-hmm. we all know what catharsis is, right? Mm-hmm. A, a catharsis is a cleansing. When I say he had a real catharsis, cathartic moment, what do you think of? Like purging. An emotional catharsis is when you cry it all out. You right? feel it finally. You yeah. feel it's it. There and it's and so, so that's, that's a, a cleansing. An acatharsis is when you don't do that. Mm-hmm. So there's no cleanliness there. It's all just the impurity. And that's what he's going with here. It's... Um, because when you hold that all in, you're holding your secrets and you're holding all that darkness. That's, you know, that's what I picture with that word. And it's the person who's never cleansed. Mm-hmm. Right. From, and how do we cleanse ourselves as Christ followers? Mm-hmm. We ask Confession. for forgiveness. Forgiveness, mm-hmm. confession, repentance. The sa- all these same words that mean the same thing. When you, when you don't do that, and the key to repentance is admitting that what you've done is wrong. And not going back there. And see, this to me is where I, if I was going to say, I think pornography is a plague upon our land, but our problem is our impurities. We refuse to admit that our sexual uh, sins are sexual sins. Right. We, we want to say to it's okay, them. it's yeah. justified, yeah. and you have to accept these things. I need this things. because yeah. you don't know what I've been through. And exactly. You don't know, yeah. You're exactly right. Uh, it's a nasty word. And then you get, what's the word? Uh, lust. Is a, passion is the ESV, but lust is a better mm-hmm. word. The actual word, and this is one you'll know too, is pathos. Passion. No. Mm-hmm. Passion. Pathos. That's the. So the the Greeks had three right: ethos, pathos, and logos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those, those are the three big issues. 
pathos just means feeling. I, I'm going to... I'm going to have passion about it, uh, the, the passion of the Lord on, on the cross. Uh, he, he, you, know, you feel it. Uh, a good sermon has all three of those. It has logos, which is where you communicate uh, fact to fact. Mm-hmm. And then it has ethics, ethos, when you're going to have this is the moral implications of it. But then pathos, when you feel it, when you, when you make them feel it. And so this is pathos, lust. What were you about to say? Uh, I cut you off. Well, I, I was going to pull back uh, the Enneagram for a second. When you look at the, the teachings on it for the uh, personality that the vice is lust, <clears throat> they expand it to, to mean a desire for intensity. It's not just a sexual thing, but it's a need for something mm-hmm. passionate, like you're mm-hmm. saying, something big. And it's, and it's, it's almost like... Um, uh, adrenaline junkies, mm-hmm. right. like I need, a fix. I need, I need to, that. a high, so yeah. to speak, and it, it's not just equated with with a um, sexual nature, mm-hmm. but it is a very physical. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. So the pathos carries you with it's, it's uncontrolled emotional um, yearnings. Yeah, uncontrolled uh, is your. That's the. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier. Everyone's tempted. Yeah. There's not a one of us that hasn't been. But this is when you don't rein that in. The next one is uh, evil desires. Uh, that's, that, that's a fun, evil desire. What comes to your mind, Joni, when I say evil desires? It's not licking the wall, is it? It, <laughs> it could be you're eating glue. I don't know. The shoe. Um, I think of the things I want to do to people in the, um, in, at, like, in traffic. <laughs> road rage. <Like> road rage. <laughs> that's the next list. That's I know that's the next eight. list. I know, that's 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 I know that has nothing to do with this part, but but um. Uh, the the key word here is, is evil is is bad. Right. Uh, so it's, uh, the Greek word kaka, k a k a is the root, and it appears two or three times in his list here of just desires that are bad. Now, if I'm plugging into sexual sin, as my, my belief is all verse 5 is about sexual mm, sin. Right. Which has nothing to do with me in traffic. I'm just going to clarify <laughs> that there. You know, Joni's had lots I'm of issues. I'm not driving in huh? front of Joni anymore. I'm not driving Today, in front of Today's not been good. changed her. Keep your muffin top on, Joni. Keep your muffin top on. Why would he segment out evil desire? Because all of these other things are evil desires, too. Good question, Joni. <laughs> you know the answer to that. So, uh, a grown man with a little child oh. is an evil, evil, disgusting thing. Yeah. Um, uh, these are these are wrong, and I think that's what he's coming to is the sense of. So, some of our sexual sin is a sin but it's not a violation of someone else's free will. Mm-hmm. But rape and pedophilia and all of these horrible, well, horrible things. He doesn't list mm-hmm. murder officially, does he? Did I no, no, he doesn't. So, I mean, I guess you could equate that to yeah. evil yeah. desires. All sorts of things that come into that that have a sexual component to it. Um, and, and, again, it, it's horrible. It's horrific to even think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it makes good people shudder. Uh, however, if you think our world does not have a problem with these issues, you are blind. Right. 
in the in the in the world we live in, we've gotten caught up with COVID, which is important, and race relationships, which is important, and Me Too, which is important. But we have forgotten that children are trafficked on the streets of right. America every mm-hmm. single day in almost every town in this country. Yeah. And now it's even more so because people are at home and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's bad. It's bad. And that's evil desire. This is not just the desire to, you know, throw all the gummy gumdrops in the, in the bowl on the floor, which is you shouldn't do that. Um, Never do or, that. Or the evil desire to cut someone off on the highway. This is evil desire that is really, truly awful. Uh, let's trade, turn the corner. Greed was next. What is greed? Well, I was thinking of it in the sense of like, car, it, like not sexually. Like the, the ESV is word covetousness, right? Right. Uh, what does it mean to covet, Joni? So I covet I covet your Jeep sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, if I got a new Bronco, you'd seriously covet that. I, I, I tell you what, I watch videos on the new Bronco. I'm like, ah, God's <laughs> to get me. See, I'm, I'm thinking, what can I? Yeah, temptation. it is temptation. I actually wrote my notes. Is it bad to want a new car? Like, is that wrong? But um, it makes me hate my Buick. <laughs> I mean, I already hated my Buick. <laughs> Do I want to hate on the Buick? Um, at least you don't have to get like something new and different when you turn into a grandpa. <laughs> Just saying, you already got the Buick. <laughs> um, so. What were you saying about covetous, <laughs> Joni? I don't know. It's Evil gone now. Um, covetousness. So, so I know, like in the sense though of of um, like sexually, it would be more so wanting what someone else has. Wanting the relationship, the sexual relationship, David, or, or yeah, what someone else—that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So, covetousness is the word used here, which is a good, solid word. It can mean greed, but covetousness cut, carries you back to the Ten Commandments. What's you know, don't covet your neighbor's what, wife or or his donkey. Yeah. Uh, you know, but coveting is connected to the idea of adultery, mm-hmm. and so. If you read it, this list like that, every single one of them is connected to sexual sin. Now, here's my question. Which is idolatry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Do you, you see? Mm-hmm. Which is, and I, as a translator, it's hard to know. Is it covetousness, which is idolatry? Or is it porneia, hecatharsia, pathos? It's all of it. Any uh, of this you're putting in. Epithumia, cachia. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it, all of these things are all of them covetousness. Or is it just, I mean, all of them idolatry, all idolatry or just covetry? Yes. I'm going to say yes. I think they're all idolatry. I think they're all. Anything you're putting above putting, your relationship yeah. with God is is idolatry. Mm. And maybe sexual sin is one of the things we are most tempted to put before God. Absolutely. Um, hmm. Okay. Fun stuff on verse 5. See how good it was? Yeah. I think I have a disclaimer. I don't think I have a disclaimer. I have a disclaimer. I want anyone listening to us to understand what we are not saying. We are not saying that sexuality is bad. Sometimes as Christ followers, we get stuck in this pigeonhole of you're just, you're just puritanical and it, blah, 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 blah. Actually, in context, in chapter 1, Paul tells us that Jesus made everything. Mm-hmm. And he holds it all together. Mm-hmm. 
So who gave us intimacy? It was, it's from God. It's a good yeah. thing. What we're talking about here in Paul's line is when we have, because of our dirty clothes, our evil nature, we have perverted the good thing of God and turned it into something. And you can do that with any virtue. Uh, I did a couple of them. Uh, so you can turn bravery, which is noble and good and is a virtue, that can be perverted into foolishness. Uh, you can be brave but still be stupid, right? Mm -hmm. and, and use your bravery to run right where you ought not go. Or honor, which is wonderful, that can be perverted into stubbornness. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about here is just when you take something that's good and it's been perverted. Uh, and that's where I think he starts off with. Mm -hmm. uh, and sexual immorality was connected to the idols of his day. You have to remember the phenomenon of temple prostitutes. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know what the Greeks believed, right? So the reason why they had temple prostitutes was is they believed you could not truly worship the deity until you had purged yourself of all sexual energy. Mm. So until that was satisfied, you couldn't actually think straight. <laughs> and that was their... You can debate the merits of that, but that was kind of the way it was all set up. Interesting. Verse 8 is a different kind of list. Thank goodness. <laughs> well, you, you might not think that. So the first word is anger, or uh, the New Testament, orge, um, not connected to a word that might go with verse 5, but orge. And that kind of carries with it the, that seething emotions kind of thing, mm -hmm. that kind of anger. Um, this, this is the anger that uh, festers for a while. One thing I read said agitation of the soul. I Ooh, thought that, that was that's, a that's good That's very one. nice. I think of resentment. That just simmering, brewing. You're not just anger. You're holding on to that anger, and it's just kind of burning and mm -hmm. churning. And every day it gets worse, yes. right? So you're in a situation where you're angry, but either you can't vent it or you're afraid to vent it or you're stuck. Mm -hmm. And it grows every day. Um, it can happen with work, jobs, government issues. I mean, I think a lot of our society is seething with anger on political issues. It happens in marriages uh, all the time. The second word is rage. Now that's that. Uh, this is your driving down the road, Joni. <laughs> Rage. Rage, thumos, thymos. This is hot temper. I'm mad. You know the, so the old cartoon where Homer Simpson goes in to buy a gun and says, five days, but I'm mad now." You know, <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly yeah. That. Why you went to buy? It? Yeah. <laughs> um, that anger and that resentment. Like I said, I, I think of it as slow and churning, and I think of rage that's the volcano mm -hmm. exploding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. the hot temper really isn't that hot. It's just been anger that's right. happened. And what I notice in watching people over the years is it comes out as rage on, I'm just going to make stuff up. I'm, I'm making this up. I would never feel this way. But I'm really mad at Daryl. And okay. I've been seething okay. at Daryl. <laughs> Uh, let's see what's something Daryl has done. Daryl has hidden my coffee cup Never would have done that. and not told me where it is. 
uh, and that makes me Cause mad. Because you, you never lose your coffee cup. <laughs> I, 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 so you're going to blame that on Daryl. <laughs> well, but he actually, he has hid my coffee cup before. Just once. Um, <laughs> but, but, he, but he, let's pretend this, in this world, he does it every day and it makes me angry. So I'm seething. Ang- but Daryl is someone who is either um, I'm beholden to or he, you know, I can't make Daryl mad. Uh, then, then we won't have music, and he won't do the tech stuff, and we can't record the podcast. I got to keep Daryl happy, so I can't get mad. I'm prohibited from getting mad at Daryl. But Joni's just a youth pastor, so Joni <laughs> comes in and says to me, "I have this idea," and I just say, "That's the stupidest idea. How dumb are you?" And what what happens is, is that I'm really not angry with Joni. Hmm. I'm 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 orge at Daryl, mm-hmm. but then I'm thymos with you. It pops out somewhere else, and this is what I see happening all the time. Checkered H E B. Some poor soul gets Person your in traffic. Yes. exactly. You're you're angry with your son who hasn't called you in seven years, and when he did, he told you that he hates you. But you can't do anything about it. So what happens is the mailman delivers the wrong letter. So you go literally postal <laughs> on the mailman who just made a common mistake. Our society is full, full. of this. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the human composition is full of this. Um, now, Joni, I'm really not. I'm, I, please don't feel bad. Come, <laughs> you come tell me any stupid idea you want to. And I'll, I'll never run him through Misty for And if you ever yeah. think someone is just the youth pastor, you can sign up to be a volunteer and help and find out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we'll I'm up. so thankful for Joni. You know why? Because I have no I, I'm, I'm glad I survived my children through the teenage years. Uh, I was a youth pastor for nine months. I was the worst youth pastor ever. We ran out of gas on the van three times. So you were that guy. I was that he guy. He was that guy. I never, could never remember to put gas in the van. It's one of those details. Middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> fans stuck. This is before cell phones. You're just hoping someone comes mm. by, and the kids are mooning every car that goes down the road. <laughs> this is, you know, yeah, Baptist good times. Church on the side. Malice is next. This is another one of those caca words. Uh, this is the idea of bad, intentionally hurting other people. Right. So you're just you're just bad. You're just doing bad things. Think of- what were we just talking about? Malice. Not malice, I don't, what, uh, what, what rage. Are we, what were we talking about? Rage is those outbursts that come out. I almost think of malice as, and I could be wrong, but more methodical, more mm-hmm. calm, but dark and evil. Mm-hmm. You, you enjoy hurting people for the joy of it. Serial killer yeah. type stuff. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the stuff you see on BBC. Or even the stuff that you don't see, you don't see the person get hurt. Like if, like throwing rocks at a car, um, where you're not seeing the effect of that, mm. you're just you're yeah. doing the act just out of your. Or I saw, speaking of BBC, I was watching a show last <laughs> night, and just this <laughs> side comment came out. This lady, who's middle age, walks in to this business, and a younger receptionist there interacting, and there's tension already for some reason. And the um, BBC. The the younger girl says, um, "That's a nice blazer." And the lady says, well, thank you. And then she says, I think my grandmother has one of those. <laughs> and the, com- the compliment got ugly. turned very malicious. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and it was a passive aggressive, but it was right. it was very intense. Designed to hurt. Designed the, yeah. to hurt. Mm -hmm. It wasn't rage. wasn't seething. She just wanted In, to say things ugly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, then there's slander. The literal word here in Greek is blaspheme. Mm -hmm. uh, the same word we used about the blaspheming the Lord, but it has to do with injuring someone else's reputation. Now, where in our culture are we more prone to blaspheming someone else's reputation and dragging them through the mud? Ooh, social media. Social media All in a heartbeat. Uh, just saying mean things about people and posting mean things about people, whether you know them or not. Mm -hmm. You see that on news stories all the time. Like you see a young child that drowns, and where were the parents? What were they doing? It's like you're not mm -hmm. living in their shoes. Like it's just it's it's really easy to throw stones mm. when you're not in that situation. And what happens with this in our culture is you're anonymous. Yeah, and you so have something to hide behind. There's a keyboard. Yeah. There's so many brave people get brave, brave. when you don't. Mm -hmm. know. They would Absolutely. If, if they were sitting with those parents in a room, they would never say that. Right. Never. Mm -hmm. But on a keyboard or on their mm -hmm. phone, they feel, how dare you? Empowered, well, and it, yeah, it makes them feel empowered. And uh, Brene Brown has a, a, a quote or something ab about how we do this collectively, and that it's when you lump a group of people together, yeah, and then you start talking about them as a group, it creates a sense of, uh, it dehumanizes them, and therefore it's easier to, to say this group of people this is their intent. Mm -hmm. This is what they mean. Whatever, and it's easier, it's easier to sell if you're media uh, a story like that rather than, like you said, I think she also says it's hard to hate someone up close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly what you just said. Yeah. That's but exactly true. If we can lump true. them in a group, then we can talk about them, and it doesn't feel like slander, but it's right. slander. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think all of these are intentional. I think one of them, I think, was the malice, or was the one that. It had uh, the definition was intentional. I think all of these that we talked about so far are very intentional. We have to make a choice and a decision to do each one of these things, and again, you or know, not do them. Not do them, mm -hmm. and the um, our emotions also, you know, are drawn or make us do these things if they're not kept. The, I think malice can be a hinge even, mm -hmm. Misty, with the other four uh, in this list. So malice is you want to do bad things. Well, you can hinge this way with anger and hot right. temper, or you can hinge it with slander and sure. filthy language. Yeah. Well, what's the motivation? Yeah. What, why? Why mm -hmm. do we do this? And that's the, a question I'm throwing out there. Yeah. I have an idea. I think a lot of times is we... Is it Enneagram 4? Because <laughs> misery loves, Wait, he's, he's, thinking about it. he's thinking about it. And for the record, I have no idea what any of I just was nine numbers. The and I just four is envy. Well, misery loves company. People are miserable, mm -hmm. and when they're miserable and they're mad, they're afraid and they lash out. And is it injured people hurting other injured, injuring others? Is that what it is? Then? It's yeah. part of it. Part I think of it's it, also yeah. when you have a sense of insecurity. You, you you need to tear other people down. Yes. You, you need to it feel, makes find a way to feel better yeah, about yourself, you which up. I think ties into Paul saying that's Absolutely. not who you are. Yep. You're living out of these old old ways. I want you to right. yeah. I want you to remember that word insecurity. We're gonna come back mm -hmm. to that in just a few minutes. I got our, we're already, already we're already over an hour and I don't want a repeat of the hour and a half podcast. <laughs> I've heard so much grief about that <laughs> one. Um so let's talk about filthy language for a minute. What is that? Uh Filthy language. Just nasty, nasty jokes. Nasty. Nasty. 
Yeah, this crude. is not this is not classic blasphemy, which mm-hmm. is taking the Lord's name in vain. That's right. a different thing. Yeah. This is crude, yeah. vulgar, vulgar. Uh, the F word, yes. which is ubiquitous yeah. in our culture. And I cringe Offensive. whenever I hear it, and it's it's shocking to me still uh, to hear it so much. Um, and just ugly words. Mm-hmm. You're making I a funny just, face, Joni. I'm always making a funny face. Um, a lot Especially of when you're driving down the road. That's correct. A lot of teenagers yeah. will use like a, an insert word or a substitution word for that, and it's it's hard. And adults too. It's hard to understand like that. If you're inserting that, you were first thinking. You were first thinking the word, and then you had to put in place the new word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you're using that word almost as a, a sense of shock. You're trying mm-hmm. to get attention or draw attention to something or feel a sense of power or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, even when you substitute another word, the point is still there. You're trying to be emphatic about something. So. Yeah, yeah. All of this kind of goes back to, I think, a little bit of the first four verses, which... Uh, in our desire to get to um, fleshly desires, <laughs> we moved beyond, too quickly, I think, maybe uh, from them and did not meditate. The first four verses of chapter 3 are a great segue from chapter 1 and 2, which uh, if you've been following our podcast, you know are very philosophical, um, religious language is, flows throughout all of them. And it's talking about how Christ is everything. And now what he's doing is he's transitioning from that kind of language to practical, everyday, nitty-gritty. I mean, next week we're going to talk uh, about uh, the way we live together in unity. And then it's eventually going to move into some controversial verses about role-playing in church and that sort of issues. But, But before he does that, he hammers us down here with this idea that's all about where we're thinking, what our minds are on. There's two powerful ideas, two verbs. Uh, seek, in verse 1, seek the things that are above and set your minds on things that are above. Seek and set. Those aren't the same thing. What does seek mean? Seek means to go after, to look for it. So it's active. Yes. Yep. It also means you don't have it. Right, yes, looking for something that you don't have. You're right. Uh, what, what am I seeking? And what am I setting on? We're seeking God's wisdom. The things that are above. above. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Now, so you're thinking about the thing, you're seeking the things that are above. When I say I'm seeking that, what is that? Well, Can you give me some concrete Joni, what is what is that above what is that? heaven? What is the that? <laughs> it's just what is that that? Um, seeking the things, seeking your identity that's in Christ, seeking who you are. Is that above? What's the virtues of above? What are you seeking? Fruit of the spirit. I mean, yeah. uh, the, the things life in of heaven. Christ. Things not on earth. Things above. I. Th- I th- we need a banner. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's, Jamie's trying to cue us here with his hands and My, we're not picking up I, on I it. I keep doing this this universal <laughs> wave Rainbow, motion with know. my hands. And, Directing the choir. And they're giving me looks like, um, you're going to land that plane eventually, but we're not circling. So, yeah, fruit of the Spirit ain't bad. I'm not saying that that's not it. I'm not saying our life in Christ. 
But to seek things that are above is not referring necessarily to a spatial arrangement of heaven as a location, but as to there is this concept of higher virtues Mm -hmm. as opposed to lower base things. Right, and focus, keep our focus on things above. Right, the higher Higher virtues, which would come, fruit of the Spirit's good. Yeah. Love, compassion, Mm -hmm. service, seek these things. Seek a life that it has a, a nobility to it, not one that just serves you and your baser needs, mm-hmm. which is what verse 5 is all about and what verse 8 is all about too. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, God is continually trying to redeem uh, all of creation, all mm-hmm. of the world. And so I think uh, the thing that comes in my mind is do I have a redemptive mindset? Am I looking at the world around me? whether it's ecologically or relationally, um, am, am I looking at it as something I'm trying to, to fit in with, to conquer, to, or something to be a, a co-redeemer, so to speak, with, with Christ and, and seeing it as something that can be redeemed and move, move towards his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that moving toward Christ gets us to verse 3. <clears throat> you died, but now your life is hidden in Christ. That's a be- mm-hmm. Don't tell mm-hmm. me Paul's not a poet. Yeah. That's a beautiful way of saying your life is hidden in Christ. Um, I, I, it conjures Moses hiding in the rock right. as God passes by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is the rock in whom we hide as we're in the presence of God. What you get with the, when your life appears, you'll appear with him in glory. The glory of God passing by. I mean, it all ties in together. I also wrote down Psalm 91.4. Well, read uh, that for us. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wing shall, his, uh, shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. That's just beautiful. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right, so Paul's borrowing on this yes. poetic language. Our life is hidden in Christ. Now, the word hidden here is the same root for our word cryptic. Mm-hmm. So we are, we are cryptically located in Christ. And this is where Daryl earlier used this wonderful word that our insecurities mm-hmm. are, whether you're talking about our, our sins of intimacy or our sins of language and temper, it flows through our insecurity. One of the reasons why promiscuous, promiscuous people move from partner to partner so much is they're insecure about their relationships and their vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why angry people are always so angry is they're insecure about their position. So the way they maintain dominance is by being angry. When you're hidden in Christ, there are two things. To be hidden in Him means safety, and it means security. Mm-hmm. Um, and kept. Yeah, security. I th- you just think of being kept, being held. And, and I was looking back through some of my quotes on my phone. One of, one of the things that I, um, I don't remember who said it, but... They were talking, when they were talking about pornography, they said the power of pornography is it's rooted in the imagination of a relationship mm-hmm. without the risk. And um, when you start talking about insecurity and things like that, well, the temptation is I can substitute an authentic relationship. I, I can hide, um, but I can get this form of satisfaction. And it was even compared to, and the word used, and you will get this more than I do, but was propositional theology, is that even our intellectualism 
of religion and God sometimes can be so much an illusion of a relationship. And I think that's why even Christians struggle with some of these things is because we do we really know God? Do we feel mm-hmm. kept? Are we, we hidden? Are we really yes. experiencing intimacy with, them, with him, which then means it will affect our relationships with others? Or if we're trying to perform, mm-hmm. then it's just going to be a matter yeah. of time before we struggle with these things again because it's it's a phony relationship. The yeah. solution to all of the, the verse 5 and verse 8 problems is not to do better or try harder or not to look at it. I mean, I'm the worst counselor in the world. If you come to me and tell me you have a pornography problem, I'm going to say, stop. <laughs> Next. What was that? Oh, Bob Newhart had an old Saturday Night Live skit where, where someone walks in and dumps all their stuff on them, and he just looks at them in his stuttering ways, and he just says, stop it. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> that, that, I, I've not seen that. I've it's not really. Oh, Bob Newhart one of the funniest exactly people in the like world. Yeah. You're, you're mm-hmm. That's my counseling motif. You come to me. I'm really having a hard time being mean to the people I work with. Well, don't do that anymore. What's your next problem? You know, that's, that's kind of how. But, but the issue is not just to do better. The issue is to be hidden with Christ where you have security. You are safe of, and you're also secret. Right. It's an identity issue. It's not, a, it's not a, your works. It's your identity. Mm-hmm. And there's a secrecy there mm-hmm. that I'm hit. Where am I? I'm wherever Jesus has hidden mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And there's um, a place that allows us to be um, authentic with him. So this isn't the same kind of secrecy the Gnostics had with the secret truth you have to have. This is where Paul's proving to be better than that. It's right. not, well, not a secret knowledge. not only lives in us, like you said, he's covering us and protecting mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So it's all, he is all things to us. And so that's just a beautiful picture. And where he hides Misty is not where he hides Jonie and Daryl well, and, and that, Jamie. That's what I was thinking here. I, I either interpreted or growing up as this verse or this idea of um, you're, you're dead to yourself, um, that doesn't mean you lose your personality. That doesn't mean right. you're what makes you happy and the things that you enjoy doing and are bad. Yeah. And, and it, it's... It, and, some people have presented this almost as as leaves you with a sense of numbness, like there's nothing left. Just sit there and you know don't do bad things. Endure right. until you get to heaven. Exactly, right. and, <laughs> and I think that's what forces a lot of people that tem- increases the temptation because then they're they've got all this under the surface and they're trying with this willpower mm-hmm. to just. Uh, and then we and become robots exactly. when we think exactly. we have to do this, and, and what it, that refers back to old law which refers back to the bondage and the captivity, and you just felt so bound. It's not that freedom that we have in Christ. Freedom and joy and all yes, these wonderful that makes things. Us an individu- yeah, things that make us an individual. Mm-hmm. And Paul's not peddling a don't do this. Right. He's peddling a that just leads to wath. Why yes. would you go down that path? Right. I, this is so much. You've already better. been there, and it's, look what it's Christ It's always that there's a you. more. These things are substitutes. Mm-hmm. It's like um, sweet and low is a substitute for the real thing, which probably is not as good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so these things are substitutes for something better. Mm-hmm. And they fall short of that. Hmm. And it's an ongoing process every day. Since we are dead to those things through Christ, uh, y- you know, it, people think that it's, oh, you're a Christian, it's easy for you. Well, no, it's not. 
we still have choices to make and we Every still day. have mm -hmm. to seek and ask for you know wisdom and guidance and protection and help me not to make bad choices and yeah, it's not just the things we do it's the things that we don't do that are important and it's the abiding and by abiding yes. in him and um and staying connected to not the thinking vine. right yes. in the setting yeah yes. not thinking that we can do it but thinking like we are with him we're in the kingdom yes and that kingdom leads us to the last thought here which is that the idea of heaven on verses 1 through 4 is dripping off every word. You've been raised with Christ. That's a, a heavenly image. Set on the things above where Christ is seated at the right. That's literally mm -hmm. the, a, 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 right. a glimpse into the throne room of heaven. Set your mind on the things that are above. Not earth, but heaven. And then when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you'll appear. So when you finally figure out how to make Christ the center of your life, mm -hmm. then you're going to get some appearance of heaven in your world now. That's amazing. And then, then verse 4 and 5, four, four, 3 and 4 were hidden with him. It all drips of heaven, which is where this is flowing from. Yes. The first verses. The first, ver <laughs> first four verses. Not the last, but the first. <laughs> hey guys, thank you for listening. Please like, share, and comment this podcast on your favorite social media platform. Every click matters. You can also visit our website at fmf.life. We'll be back next week with uh, more Bible talk from under the water tower. See you soon. Adios. Hashtag muffins. Hashtag, hashtag muffins. <laughs>